0: Hi, welcome to Life Struggles. On this show, we interview, or just chat, with people who have mental and physical health issues, addictions, relationship problems, and anything else that life may bring you as a struggle. We give hope and our own advice to others from our own achievements. Our goal is for you not to feel alone in your struggle. Our guests range from actors, authors, professionals, and ordinary people like me. At the end of this podcast, if you would please hit our bell, that little bell up there, so that you will be notified of any new episodes that drop. And also, if you would give us a rating, we would deeply appreciate it. And now, please help me in welcoming our next guest. Hi, this is Christy and Melinda back for part two. Hello. Hi. What are we doing? It's your turn to speak.
1: It's my take, Well, been discussing how. our children are handling going back to school full time after being not full time for a really long time due to COVID. Right. Yes. Um, you know, we talked a little bit, you know, before like the experience with my kids, a little bit of what they're going through and what we just, you know, just around us. And um, you know, there's a lot of good um sites out there when it comes to looking up you know, information on these certain things. And one of the things that you understand, you know, with children, every, I don't even know if you want to say, but at certain point throughout them growing up, they have milestones that they hit. And what I read on the CDC site is that they break it down into like age groups. Mm-hmm. Um, so I took, you know, the age that my young one, um who is struggling going back to school. And I kind of looked at like the milestones that she was supposed to during time as far as social um and emotional, you know, emotional guidelines and whatnot. And things I found kids six to eight was that they show more independence from their parents. Well during time it was home e-learning. And then when they finally, like I said, they did go back to school, but it was only time thing. So she was relying on her parents, us, well, me, most, I did most work, but as the teacher, as the one to give me, gain the information from. Um, so she was here all the time. So it's kind of one thing that she missed out on as far as, like, you know, those early school years. Um, you know, that's how you learn the social stuff, obviously, you know, being people other than just the people in your house. And you know, another thing is, like, it says, you know, paying more attention to, like, friend teamwork. Well, she didn't have that either because she was e-learning, you know, it was just her reading the assignment reading in the work. Um, You know, once we got into that newer school year and they had the summer to prepare, it, I think, she did have Zoom meetings, but it wasn't, it, it, it didn't take place of a classroom. A lot of the kids were kind of unruly. Whether or not the parents were paying attention while the kids were in the Zooms, I know they could have been clean. um mm-hmm. it was just not, it was more stressful than anything. So she missed out on stuff. Um and so it, it for anybody who's you know listening, if they if they want to go and look at the you know it's cdc.gov and it's under child development and then there's positive parenting, you can just click on it will give you a breakdown of an age group, um, you know, because so will
0: you be able to send that link over so I can put mm-hmm. it in the show notes?
1: Yep. I'll get right to where you and then you can put, it. but, you know, during this time, it says that, you know, is that they show rapid development of mental skill. They learn better to describe experiences and talk about their thoughts and feelings. But when you're at home, it's just as, when you're at home, you're comfortable, you don't have, you know, the social challenges that you need to experience and get out there and, and work through, you know, that stuff you really don't have at home. So COVID is not just from, you know, we were talking about the struggle of going back to school. It's a lot when it comes to, you know, the mental illnesses that we're dealing with, with our children and the social, you know, ramifications that come from missing out on those crucial years. Um, I was just kind of interesting to look at that website and kind of compare with what my kids are going to or going through to going back. Hmm.
0: So what other eight were all three of the kids' age groups in there?
1: Yeah. I mean, they're all, I just kind of, you know, the, what my youngest one, um, I just did her age group just because I didn't want to like, I feel it's all people to go and read the stuff on their own and not just kind of take the clip notes of what I've taken. So like I said, we can put that link down there, but really each age, you know, I can see where the kids have kind of, uh, some they've just kind of missed out on altogether and they're getting better. Um, but, you know, like my youngest this morning, you know, she was anxious about going on the bus and being around the kids and she was like kind of hyperventilate hyperventilate van You're going to be okay. Just do your breathing. And she snapped at the kid at the bus stop. You know, he asked just a simple, and she was, you tell her anxiety was so high. And again, that's where those social challenges come in. It's like, you know, that we talk to people, but she's still trying to navigate how to handle the anxiety function normally, throughout her day so it's you know for the younger I think it's going to be even more of a challenge just because of their age you know my old she still struggles um she's finding out that she's not liking early bird at all (laughs) but it's a whole new is that
0: part of having to get up so early
1: yes so you know she decided to take you know that extra morning which I'm excited about but now it's on the days when she's feeling anxiety or when she's not great. She's like, okay, I can't just sleep in, you know, because now I'm going to miss this class and now I'm going to have extra work and I'm going to see, what, you know, all of this. So, you know, she she handles it better when it comes to the social, you know, aspect of it. You know, she's good at talking about her feelings and voicing her concerns and not snapping as much as her her younger sister really struggles in that department and you know eventually they will get to where they need to be uh, which is another reason why I'm so thankful for the last you know year and a half or so that they've been back full-time because we have some catching up
0: so I was curious you but even though you're not going to say that on on here or go through the other age groups do you think that the other two kids are right along with they're saying that article is saying,
1: yeah. I mean, like, you know, with my oldest, there's a few struggles with could very well just be from anxiety in general. You know, she did have issues with anxiety before COVID, uh, was a disruptive everyday life. Um, my son, like I said, it didn't affect him really as much. If anything, mm-hmm. like I said it, before, it was it's been good for him because he was ready to go back to school. and He wants to do a lot of things, and um, so he's right smack dab where they, he should be. Men, where he should be. I don't know how you want to how what wording you want to use, but um, all the I thought I thought it'd be him that would be the one that you know would kind of. I don't know. He's surprised on that, you know it's good you know i don't want to have three kids with anxiety about going back to school <laughs> due to covid right. you know but um and it may not yeah. totally be
0: part of covid so i'm going to go ahead and read what i've got on anxiety in children and you can see if any of yours have this
1: mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then of course I want everybody out there listening to be able to know what they are. So when a child does not, not outgrow the fears and worries that are typical in their age, or when they are, there are so many fears and worries that they interfere with school, home, um, or play activities, the child may be diagnosed with an anxiety order disorder. So examples of the different types of anxiety orders include this, being very afraid when away from parents. So that's separation anxiety.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Do any three
1: feel that? Not, not so much. You know, Ella does say that I'm her calm. So when she's having issues with anxiety and most of these texts, the school is calling me just to kind of talk to her calm her down, but they do pretty well. Just kind of want to do it now as you know we'll call all the time all the time
0: so see, <laughs> when that, I'm there me,
1: with you kind of that
0: to me is kind of because what if they couldn't get a hold of you
1: see I I don't I think it's more just thinks he's got to answer for me than he does from his father <laughs> yeah. um just he's always just come to me with his any issues that he's got and like I said in most cases like the first time I was a few The phone call that I did not answer the second or third time was because he was mad at his dad. Like, you know, so I'm just going to have to wait till I get home. But as far as like being nervous or anxious about me being from them, they do pretty good with that.
0: Okay. So the second one is having extreme fear about a specific thing, such as dogs, insects, or going to the doctor or some kind of phobia.
1: Mm -hmm. My old... That was the anxiety she had pre COVID. She was petrified. Bees. We have carpenter bees that pets around, you know, above our back patio near the pool. And unfortunately, the wasp nests somewhere. We can't find it, but there's like massive amounts of wasps, especially when we're, schooled. they love water and uh, love to, you know, around the standing water. And we literally would have to, like, we really, this was not like the best way to go about her anxiety but my husband would like pick her up and be like you gotta go outside because we just we were just at a loss she wouldn't go out front she wouldn't walk or like literally just scared and she's not allergic or anything she just was you know with that beforehand yeah
0: well I don't think anybody really likes bees you know or wasp like
1: the wasp yeah we could do that but you know she she outgrew it I remember
0: when you guys were um in the boutique she didn't even like she didn't like that walking stick on the window you know if it jumps kind of insects
1: yeah yeah and she gets that from her dad because I'm being like the walking sticks or when I went out to turn the water on the other day there was a little um mantis it's yeah, like there's a lot of those out there is yeah and so I don't know why yeah maybe I think it's... <laughs> so what about
0: so so like I'm remembering back when we found out that Ella was gonna have to have surgery yeah both her younger kids were very anxious about her having surgery do yes. they have anxiety with going to the doctor or getting shots?
1: Um, no. Well, yeah, I mean, my youngest is still begging to get the COVID vaccine. She's like, just give me a shot in my arm. But now I have to ask. She's like, eh. My son, though, he does not like shots. Um, when he was younger. He had to have um, blood drawn and because we were doing testing to see allergies and stuff and it was horrible I mean like he screamed he was like four and he screamed and was just terrified this
0: is really sad so Ryan was just at a year old when grandma had the three grandkids for the day and the other two were like, let's see, three years older than him and four years older than him. And mm-hmm. she had made peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for lunch. Now, Ryan wasn't old, and he didn't have like enough teeth to chew a sandwich. Yeah, mm-hmm. but he saw the other two, you know, and so he kept going, uh, uh, to Grandma,
1: you know, mm-hmm. wanting
0: some of that. And so she just broke off a little bitty piece. Um, of of the bread with the peanut butter on it and she stuck it up to his mouth so like he could have just swallowed it it was like really tiny but immediately his lips swelled out so she grabbed it and took it out of his mouth so he never did get to swallow it okay that's really good okay so immediately his lips swelled up and then he got hives all over his body and that was at a year old so I scheduled an appointment, took him in and they did the I think there's 12 things that they, that are the normal things that they do on your back and you, there's a needle for each one of those. And then they name them and stuff. And he, he had 10 of those 12, uh, but that was at a year old. And a, and peanuts the the peanut one they didn't even get the serum in just the needle touching his back in that spot and it swelled up immediately and they they usually wait like 10 minutes for everything but the doctor was sitting there and he's like whoa that peanut one just popped right up and i didn't even put anything in it i mean like there was a drop that maybe was at the edge of the needle and that was it and he he didn't even but so anyway um he said, but just so you know, these are a lot of childhood allergies that by the time they're three are gone, that was coming up. Mm-hmm. So but he definitely said, you know, the peanuts we need to stay away from, and the milk we need to stay away from. And uh, like anything that's made with those. So we <laughs> did. And it, things just kept coming up. Things just kept coming up. like by the time he was three, no two. Yeah, he was he was in the hospital seventeen times. Um, he had intravenous, like you would not believe. Um, at three years old, he got MRSA, and we almost <laughs> lost him. They put him in the hospital. He was in isolation, me with him. Um, I didn't have it, but if I was going to take care of him, I had to stay in the room and never leave because it could be right. on me and I could give it to somebody else. I guess that's what they thought. Where did he get it
1: from? Was I, it for I like a hospital visit?
0: He did get it from the hospital.
1: I kind so, of think that's where most Yeah, so now he's
0: in from. the hospital that he got it from. But, you know, so, like, they're all supposed to change their gowns, like, every time they come in, like, they have to take them off, throw them in the garbage, and then put new ones on, and during, so, he was going to have to be in there six weeks, and six weeks of oh my God. every day coming in and changing the needle to a different spot. So, they ended up in the fourth week running out of veins, and so yeah, they put it in his head. And I remember them saying, you know, we want you to hold his head because we've got to be very careful that he doesn't move. And this is sad, but he was so used to being poked mm-hmm. and being told, you know, right before to hold still that when I put my hands on his head, he didn't move when they put it in his head, tears went down my eyes I can't imagine that pain right. but he felt nothing didn't react in any way nothing he had that right. in for like five days because that was a really good vein I couldn't stand looking at it hardly and especially like when right. I put it down for the night. So I'm like oh it's gonna push and and, then, the, and right. then and then they were out of the vein with that one and so they went to the toes and the toes are a very, very tender spot. They had to have them in the toes. And oh, wow. at, yeah. So at that point is when I said to the doctor, well, first of all, I started noticing the nurses were not changing their clothing anymore. Their gowns. That was upsetting me because I never, I never went out in the hallway, but my mom and his other grandma, Carol, Carol, Um, Mm -hmm. she was bringing stuff up all the time different toys new toys Mm -hmm. that were in the box still (laughs) right for us to have stuff to do because we I mean you you try taking a little three-year-old and keeping them in a crib all the time you know
1: right no that's that's toddler years be able to go yeah yeah
0: (laughs) and they run and play and he wasn't allowed to do that and so we had to like keep him active and he wasn't going to sleep 24 hours a day but so they would bring those up well anyway my mom had said to me this floor is full like every single room in here is full and you ought to hear the kids coughing and throwing up and sneezing and like really and then here these nurses are coming in which his he's already really low with his immune system with the MRSA mm-hmm. and uh, so I actually asked for the doctor to call me immediately and mm-hmm. I said I, I went out of here I, I, I feel like he's going to get something that they're bringing in and that's mm-hmm. going to be worse on him mm-hmm. so there's got to be something that we can do like can't you give me whatever you're giving him And go home and do it myself because there's nobody at home. It would have just Mm -hmm. been me and and his dad, you know. And we're gonna be careful, you know, and we're not gonna get sick and then take care of him. Um, anyway, so they did a pick line. I don't know if you know what that is or not. Mm -mm. So a pick line, they go ahead, um, they they put it right in here and they don't have to do surgery they just deaden it but it's a big enough hole where do you know what an anchor looks like when you're going to put a screw in a wall and you put it through an anchor? yeah it, it's uh-huh. an anchor and that's that goes into the vessel the um, veins and then uh-huh. they, they just gave me like a box of needles with the serum in it. And so every four hours I had to go through that pick line and give him his antibiotic.
1: Oh so I my had to gosh. I <laughs> wake
0: him up every four hours. And then, you, you know, I had to wash and do all the stuff, but that was better than him catching stuff from the hospital.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: And um, he, you know, was able to be in his own bed and whatever. So. Anyway, you would have thought that, that when we got out of there that he would have never wanted to see a doctor or a needle again, right? Mm-hmm. that this was my whole point of saying how many needles and doctors and and all that this poor child by the age of three had, had gone through. and after that was all over with and then he he had to get um, I think going into kindergarten he had to have shots. Okay, mm-hmm. He goes in there, sticks his arm out. <laughs> says, he says to Dr. Tozi, I want to watch. And oh,
1: Dr. Tozi. I know. He was the best. Such a great man. He was. Very, he was my pediatrician and then my oldest pediatrician before, before he retired. passed away. Yep. He was great. Oh, my gosh.
0: Ryan actually made it through him. I guess through fourth grade, maybe. Oh, okay. But anyway, <laughs> Doctor Tozy's like, "Hey, buddy," and and then you know, checked him, and he said he was doing really good and stuff. And then he's like, you know, he looked at Ryan and he said, "I'm sorry, but you're gonna have to get shots to go into kindergarten." And and Ryan said, "That's okay." And he's like, "Can I watch?" And Doctor Tozy was like really shocked, and he's like, "You want to watch?" And he said, "Yeah." <laughs> and, <laughs> He watched. He didn't move. He thought it was cool. You know, I hear these other kids getting theirs and they're screaming, screaming. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's scary. It's, Poor but kids. what I'm saying is from that day forward, he's been taking shots and all this stuff. He doesn't flinch. It doesn't right. hurt. It doesn't. That made me sad that okay. he was so used yeah. to having so many shots and needles that okay. didn't face him. Yeah, you would have thought it would have been the opposite that he would have never wanted another
1: one again. Right. Now yeah, but then again, you know, that stuff made him feel better. So maybe it's like on some level, this thing. is I good. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, it's all right. So anyway, I wanted to tell you about that part because I thought it was it made me sad that the poor child had yeah. been through so much that that was he. Was, it was like he was accepting that's part of life.
1: Right. And, you know, and with, and then with Alex, you know, he didn't, he wasn't well child. So, and, and if it was a doctor's purpose for like, he bet, like I said, he makes the badly, you know, so it's, and then his stomach issues. So it wasn't ever like, you got to get shots. You got to get blood drugs. He had to have it drawn. It was like, <laughs> you know, it was this big, huge deal because he was scared. And even now, talking you know COVID vaccines and all that he was just like I ain't doing it because <laughs> he had shot yeah and see Brian went right and
0: got all his and he said it was no big deal and I asked him like he had no symptoms whatsoever at the first one the second one he said his arm was a little sore but he's like it's only if you touch it I like I don't feel it
1: uh I was Did miserable you- for the second one he got. I think he, it's just a person. He got a slight
0: cold for like just a day. I, I, it was weird. But what I'm saying is like, like mine was. I had soreness in the arm, the whole arm, and I I even yeah. started moving it, rubbing it right away, like they told me to. Right. But see, like I said, he's got this thing, and he's grown up all that way through basketball and baseball. I'm telling you, this kid got hit in the face with an elbow cut his lip and this is in basketball um he and if you get blood on your uniform when you're playing basketball you can't
1: play right yeah Uh, i remember you tell me this i love the story (laughs) and he just ran over and said
0: to the coach who isn't going (laughs) to play and grabbed a jersey and put it back on but do you remember what happened after so he won the game but what happened after the game we had two hours i don't remember that we had two hours to be in St. Louis at a baseball game. That's right. And he's got this That's right. swollen face, <laughs> and I'm like, "You can't go out." And he was pitching.
1: I'm like, "You medication can't go there. out there." And
0: he's like, "Watch me." <laughs> there was no medication involved whatsoever. He wouldn't take Tylenol. He did. He did let me get an ice pack from McDonald's. They made me one up, you know, and and he held that on there, and he slept on the way to St. Louis, and we got there, and yeah, it was. Like not S one, but all black and blue, and mm-hmm. you know all the kids are like, "Oh, are you okay? Are you okay?" And he's like, "That's that's one of my war rooms.
1: It's about war a battle scar." <laughs> yeah, yeah it's
0: sad. just
1: it's 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 just crazy how you know it is for each kid, and it just. But that's you know that it, it breaks your mama's heart oh, so I much that oh I, just normal I to it. him. You know, that happened with Alex only once. He was sick. and He had flu A, was it? Influenza A. He came out of and he was so sick that by the time we got him to the ER, he was so dehydrated, he didn't notice when they put that IV in. He was just laying there, and I thought my father-in-law was going to lose it. He was like, he was scared. Needles but they put his arm like on that little wooden thing to keep it steady and everything. He's got a freak. He was just so sick that he was just like, it's like it Like, feels that bad. And he was just like, do it. <laughs> you know? Those oh, that's the, like
0: right. the first time that, uh, so Ryan had an EpiPen because the mm-hmm. peanut allergy never went away. So he's, he's in school, right? he's got to have an EpiPen on him all the time. And at that time, he was the only one in the school. He went to a private Catholic school. He was the only one that had any peanut allergies. So rather than asking parents not to send their kids with peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, let them eat them when they get home. You know, like if they want peanut butter and jelly sandwiches that bad, they can have it as a snack when they get home. That's the way I looked at it. If If there was a child... my kids class that was highly allergic and could die I would get rid of whatever that was I would never take the chance of somebody else's kid but that's not how it worked with them they all said why should our kids suffer because he has an allergy that's how it started out so that they made him sit all by himself in the cafeteria in a corner like he was in trouble Mm and and eat separately from everybody else and then after everybody went through the bathroom washed their hands and he could go in with somebody wash his hands and go back in he that bothered him a
1: lot well yeah it's to be excluded he was totally and like excluded
0: his- and he felt like he was in trouble He right. he only told me that once though and it took him a long time before he told me because he was never one to tattle or complain. But I went straight to the principal and I said, you know, that's mean. Like, do you understand right. separating so much that he feels like and kids were making fun of him.
1: So, well, yeah, but they don't understand. Yeah, you know. When she saw
0: that part. Yeah, but, we, you know, that's our job to teach kids. If, if your kid came and my husband and, said, and
1: I were just having this, yep,
0: yeah. If your kid comes home and says, "Hey, so and so has a peanut allergy or whatever allergy or has this or they're blind or they're deaf or whatever it is, okay. you teach them to not stare at them, to not bully them, to make fun of them. You know you teach them to accept yep. them just as they are, not yeah, so that's our responsibility.
1: Oh, yeah. Right. I ask every new friend. I have my kids ask or I ask them, I like, do you have any food allergies? Because that's something I want to know. Sure. So if you don't make them feel like, you know, yeah, I'm not going to have all these really great snacks and then like, you know, oh, sorry, you're going to have to have no, you know, right. especially when it's a life or death type of allergy. Right. You know, it's
0: just OK. So privacy. I'm just going to tell you just one thing and then we get back to this. So, So anyway, he ended up one of the kids had a peanut butter sandwich and he didn't wash his hands good. And they were playing basketball because right after lunch, they go outside for recess. So the mm-hmm. other kids can go to lunch, the other grades. Well, in our school, because we had, you know, K, K through eight.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So they had like three different hours of So you would go out to recess while the other, you know, classes were eating, whatever. So he was out for recess. Apparently, whoever was supposed to monitor the restroom and make sure their hands were clean did not do a very good job. Mm -hmm. He had peanut butter on him. Of course, Ryan didn't know that. But they were just like, they weren't even tall enough to get the basketball all the way up to the, (laughs) but they were trying. So they were, he was touching that basketball that that other kid was. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody realizes how many times you touch your face a day.
1: Oh yeah,
0: nobody. I I, I don't even. I mean, I know I probably do a lot because I do this, you know, or this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I, I'm I real know.
1: bad about it. Mm-hmm. I'm just
0: saying. So we, you know, but it's a proven fact that probably at least a hundred times a day that we touch our oh, faces. Yeah.
1: Okay, just absolutely. Like yeah, it's so like anyway. now we're gonna talk about my nose is gonna get all. Now. I know. <laughs> okay, so so somehow
0: he got it on him, and then he, you know, I probably wiped off his face from sweating. It got in his mouth. Mm-hmm. He had a reaction. Um, the teacher came out and used the EpiPen, and then the protocol is you have to give it to him because he had seven seconds to live after ingestion, and. Mm-hmm. So then you have to do the epi pen you have to call the ambulance they have to pick him up they have to give him another shot then they get to the emergency room then he has to have another one then he has to be put on an iv okay it's a it's a really quick thing to save his life mm-hmm. okay so she does the epi pen now y- you know where say jones is how far is that from the emergency room i
1: am By ambulance, like by ambulance?
0: quick <laughs> quick like right? two
1: minutes yeah if, Yeah.
0: If that really, but two minutes. Okay. So anyway, so she, she did the EpiPen and then, you know, they called an ambulance. It took the ambulance five minutes to get there. That's, that's a problem, but at any rate, so then he gets to the hospital. Now they've called me in the meantime, I'm at work and I'm like rushing home not rushing home, but rushing to the hospital. So left work, rushing to the hospital, get in the emergency room. The teacher that gave it to him had a Diet Coke in her hand. No, I'm sorry, a Mountain Dew. And she was like, apologizing, apologizing, apologizing. And she was shaking really bad. And I'm like, that I don't think that Mountain Dew is good for you. And she <laughs> said, why? And I said, because you're like, she was like this, just shaking. And
1: probably like adrenaline going on there and herbs. Well, and, so I kind oh, of thought man. that.
0: And so I'm going, just calm down. He's in good hands now. You know, I'm going to go back there with him, blah, blah, blah. So I get back there and they're doing all this stuff to him. And he looked over at me like you could just see the relief in him. But he said, Mom, what she gave me didn't help me. And I said, What do you mean? He said, I, I, it was worse. I couldn't. I couldn't breathe at all. Um. I looked at his leg where you're supposed to put it in, and there wasn't a shot. And I like, put in his arm. She put. She had it backwards, and she put it in herself. Oh, that's so why she was shaking so bad. So he didn't get any of it. Oh. She got
1: it. oh that lady oh i feel because like to be in that situation like just how many teachers i don't know how to get somebody up in
0: okay but they were trained they were trained oh all of them were trained and uh the principal said that they had to try them several times because i had they always give you a fake one with them so you can practice like ryan knew how to do it himself but right when he reacts so fast his body immediately starts trying to get rid of the poison so he vomits and vomits and vomits and vomits so he can't he can't do it right anyway I came out there and I said to her you might want to have a doctor check you because you're probably going to have to have a medication to reverse what you got and she goes what do you mean and I said um so see what she did was she had it like this going like that to him but it went through uh-huh. her hand. And she because had, she had it upside down.
1: I would think you would feel that or maybe they, she was just not, if, you, not if
0: you're in a hurry and you're you're worried about doing yeah. it and stuff. And maybe she didn't, she didn't want to tell Man. me. I don't know. I don't know. But
1: oh,
0: I was furious then because he could have died. Well, yeah,
1: that's
0: so easily. That's so insane. I went back. Yeah. So I went back there and I went, I went, you know, I mean, when we left the hospital, when Rochelle got there, she could stay with Ryan. I went right back to the school. So within two hours, but this had happened during lunch. So, you know, there was still school left, I think an hour left when I got there. And I was so furious when I went in there and I said, you promised me that these teachers were all taught. And she said they were and over and over again. So I made sure that he, I said, well, it was probably her nerves, son. She was probably nervous. She's probably never done it in a real situation before. But I just want you right. to know that she got and I, I said, we can't have those kind of mistakes. So wow. I said, I, I think you need to push hard on getting the peanut butter out of the school. That's that's the only answer. And it's so it just so happened that the week before a child from the Christian school over on Cook died. Yeah,
1: Ella
0: died from the from having peanut butter there at the school when he wasn't supposed to. I
1: realized Ella went to that school
0: there for a year.
1: Yeah. A year.
0: And so I told her, I said. He is not going to be among one of those. And I said, obviously, it's coming up more and more kids. So mm-hmm. I I don't think you should give the parents a choice. If their kids right. can't wait to have a peanut butter sandwich until after school, then too bad. Those parents need to be explained. we're talking about somebody's life here. Right. right.
1: Like, I well, I know a- now it's they totally- do sun butter. Yep. They do sun. At, but, at the but our
0: school now. is the one that started that and it was a week after that kid died and i told them about it and i said there's, mm-hmm. there's no reason why you can't do a substitution um, or take it out completely so i mean she fought for me and i went to the board meeting with with the school board and the teachers mm-hmm. were there and i said what if that was one of your children would you not would you like I'm pissed. I am pissed that there are parents out there that are arguing that their kids should not have to do without peanut butter during lunch. That's ridiculous. Because then
1: that behavior continues, you know, the child's like, well, they will learn that behavior. And yeah, I mean, comes to someone's life, you know, I feel like I'm pretty I mean, that's going, the bottom it, line.
0: I, I, yeah. I would hope. I mean, I think I know your children. If you said you can't, you can't have peanut butter ever again at school because mm-hmm. somebody could die, that they're not going to. No. They're not going to go, oh, but I want it. No.
1: They and just, they know it. better. And, yeah. yeah. And Alex, you know, he dude, just aversions you know he was you know he had really big issues with dairy so for the longest you know we went free and it wasn't to where he you know couldn't have it at school just you know gave him really bad you know stomach to the point asked him for you know he'd have issues for days but he knows he can appreciate the you know on some small level what someone is going through when they can't have the food and that yeah and his sisters understood so yeah so if they were like you know oh we can't because of this not a big deal
0: yeah so by the time he was in fifth grade um they actually did a lot so they changed it to sun butter um he's and then they also because they had school carnivals and stuff and cakewalks. walks well you know people oh, yeah. would bring in mm-hmm. they would bring in cakes and stuff from bakeries and you you couldn't prove that there wasn't even because he couldn't even have a you know just a little bit a trace of. yeah a trace of was bad for him Perfect. now the trait the trace he ended up in the hospital too so um mm-hmm. he couldn't so he had to sit out while they did the cakewalks and he couldn't have any treats that were brought in so I had to go back to the school board and go, is this fair for him to stand there and watch all the other kids go around the cakewalk and he can't because what they can't, they can't homemade brownies, homemade cake, whatever, and make sure that it's not in there and they have to put the ingredients on the outside. That's a good idea. Okay. Well, that's what they should have been doing. And it's and every single birthday that a kid had Oh yeah. they would bring their own store-bought and stuff and then the principal would provide Ryan with something different so all that time he was always the different kid right which I think that could have been life a lifelong thing of his of feeling not acceptable And and he was bullied in high school. A high school, a kid threw peanut butter at his face to see if he wouldn't. Yeah.
1: After he and that's where his parents we got us. No. After
0: this kid, he didn't know even was walking around looking for a place to sit. And Ryan was with the basketball team. They half of them they happened to you know have the same lunch. And so they all sat Mm -hmm. together and there was one seat there across from Ryan and he saw that kid looking around, didn't know him from Adam and said, Hey, you can sit here if you want to. And the kid sat down and then he went, Oh, you're the kid with the peanut butter allergy, huh? And Ryan said, yeah. And he took his spoon and went.
1: Who does that?
0: Now, thankfully, you know, the kid right next to Ryan, like grabbed, he, he grabbed something real fast and he did that. And then a dean because the deans take turns during lunch hour monitoring okay the dean saw it happen and he ran over and got him to the nurses station right away that kid was punished but and then they told they didn't have to tell me who it was ryan told me that one of the other boys told him who it was and i went to his parents and you know what his parents kicked me out told me to shove it up my you know what mm. that like, would explain really?
1: why the kid is the way he
0: obvious. Yep. and I yep. said well obviously that's why he's the way he is because I came to you nicely to talk to you about like how severe this is that he could have killed him and maybe he didn't know all that you know and right. you're telling me just to get the out of here so, anyway, on to so the that that's why I explained this because this was coming up being very afraid of school and other places where there are people. So like a social anxiety,
1: right?
0: Do any of your kids have that?
1: Ella, she has oh. that. Um, okay, now it you know you'll hear a lot with on this and you know she she was always just a real chill kid so you know as she you know once she hit to be about 12 11 12 was when you know that really started you know it was in there
0: that darn age I don't like that age
1: yeah and it's rough anyway so yeah like
0: that's why I don't like it it's really hard on them
1: yeah if but if we go to Walmart and there's too many people she's like
0: I'll go sit in the car (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right? she literally
1: yeah well you said she'll she'll send the car any chance she gets so
0: yeah okay so the next one is being very worried about the future and about bad things happening in general
1: not so much um see, I think Alex's future kind of is he you know I think he worries about like bad things happening yeah um but not so much about like the future, but you know he's. Well, he remembers that like that's kind of future. I, well, kind of yeah. I he remembers like, things he that know like about I the don't
0: hurricane going on now in Tampa.
1: I don't know if he does or not. Because it's anything.
0: a pretty. It's supposed to be one of the worst ones ever.
1: Yeah, and... when they use the word historic, I was like, "That's Ugh. not what you hear yeah no he hasn't said anything
0: um but maybe he hasn't heard about it
1: but maybe not i it, could
0: see him if he heard about going mom could could we ever have effects from that or what's going well, to happen to people or...
1: yeah no he he has asked like that before so, as you know if that moves northwest you know we could have remnants ever where we rain and and that's actually we took that as a learning experience after um well, big one Alf he was old enough I can't there was one maybe a couple years back and the of it together and we got a lot of rain out of it and he's like why well, you know why is the rain so heavy I was like well some so it was kind of together yeah, and what was once a hurricane then a tropical depression they said it can move up but it doesn't I mean it really doesn't really phase him much so he's he's been doing better better you know his anxiety than yeah that he was even six months
0: okay well here's the last one having repeated episodes of sudden unexpected intense fear that comes with symptoms like heart pounding having trouble breathing feeling dizzy shaky
1: or sweaty Ella. You described, yeah. She, and her anxiety gets high, she, she borderlines borderline panic attack. Um,
0: right. And so all these are either associated with general anxiety disorders or panic disorders.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So and diagnosed with generalized
1: like anxiety. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So anxiety yeah. may present as fear or worry, but can also make children irritable and angry.
1: She's, I can tell. I mean, by now it's just, it's written so plainly on her face, but it's snippy with me. And usually she doesn't. And I'm like, okay, "Okay, you're feeling rough.
0: (laughs) Anxiety symptoms can also include trouble sleeping. As well as physical symptoms like fatigue, headaches, or stomach aches. And you guys have had a lot of stomach aches. Yes. That's why I brought that up.
1: All of yeah, them Yeah, she also um, said there's something going around yeah. school, right? Yeah, be? we've got a bug going on here. Uh, like I said, Alex and Jennifer, they were out yesterday, and Ella, she, she was feeling icky Sunday night into yesterday, but she ended up going to like, o'clock she first couple of hours, but until she was feeling well enough. But yeah, it's yeah, I know a lot of times anxiety it presents a lot like stomach aches or it gives you stomach ache and um for when I was younger before we realized you know he had the food aversions, we were trying to figure out, you know, exactly what was going on. Was it anxiety or worry? But Jennifer's her classic case. You know, she'll wake up and she's nervous about school, are my stomach hurts, I don't feel good. Well eat something and then we'll give you some water and then we'll give you a ginger chew Cause that, uh, the drama, honey, lemon, ginger chews, they don't taste great, but they help like with the nausea, stomach, and making are natural. So I don't mind giving her one, but, and then she usually does. Okay.
0: So I'm curious so- then. So we're taking Alex out of the picture. Then he, he doesn't really have, Anxiety?
1: No, I mean he's like he's just got his focus on so many things. He wants to not even think he has time for anxiety. Like he's wanting to try out for the basketball team at the junior high, yeah. and he's all about how to play poker. Like I've played so many hands of Texas Hold'em in the last three days that my head's gonna explode. No. But so he's just he's he's doing his thing. You know he's he's grown up i sure he's handled pretty good, but you know, so Ella's doing better. Jennifer?
0: like, is she going to start being that way?
1: I I hope that this is just a transition thing, like we were discussing. Because yeah, did miss you know her second and third grade, you know, good amount of her third grade year. That's it's huge, and
0: it is huge.
1: And then you're trans, transferring to a school that instead of it's just one level, it's three levels. And you got to go up to the floor. It just so much so much anxiety. Now, she's getting better about going to school. You know, I kind of had to sit her down. But like, you know, hey, you know, part of growing up and getting a little bit older means that sometimes we're just going to have to deal with what we don't like and deal with situations that we're not exactly fond of. Like I said, but we can't, you know, let those situations run and I said, you know, if you're not up for talking with anybody, just answer your questions and be dumb. So like, and that's kind of, I'm putting it in her ball in her court, so to say, like, you know, can do this. Um, But a couple weeks ago, there was a day where she was literally crying out before. School. She's like, I don't want to do this. I don't like my class. And like, so overwhelmed that sending her to school was just have done anything. I gave her a mental health day and she slept. And then we literally just hung out together like to go after that. So I think just having that day for her to be able to freak out, find over, and tell me what was wrong. And then she was good. But that happened the night before her first garden because she preschool. And, um, she cried, she cried, cried. And she told me everything that she was scared about. And she had just turned five, but no, just turned six. I think she was later. Anyway, she's young, but literally up the next day and off school, she went, no issues. So, you know, I just gave her the because I don't know how much she was going to retain as upset as she was. And she just, she was inconsistent. So I'm like, you know what? It's not worth that stress putting her through it in center school. And I think like mental health days, I think that's a new thing here in Illinois where you know you now have I can request Ella's absences online through Skyward, which is really nice. And one of the options is mental day. Yeah. So well, you
0: know what? That's that's all good and nice and everything. Except why the heck doesn't Illinois start having Real help for him and not make it so hard. Um, and we I'm need the
1: funding about, well they they got
0: everybody broke. The state's
1: broke. yeah,
0: but mm-hmm. okay, but they would have been okay like like they closed all the state hospitals down. So we have so many people running around that need that help that don't get it. And then there's what? There's three hospitals. There's one in Chicago, one in Peoria. Springfield. And Springfield. And, but your limit is two weeks. You know, if there's like.
1: Yeah, I think in Peoria, I think it's, it was like three. So if Mm
0: -hmm. it's it's three days, if you put yourself in, it's two weeks. If a psychiatrist puts you in. Gotcha, and yeah. unfortunately, I come by that because of my mother-in-law. So, <laughs> so right. that's
1: how I know. Well, you know, sure. it's it did. Peoria did get. Um, there's some sort of thing that, if I heard correctly, is going to be opening up that can house more. It's for young adults and teens. Um. But yes, um, state hospitals closed. And I think that was just more because of the movement away from quote-unquote state-run hospitals or asylums. Um, there was actually this book that read, um called Asylum Light. i probably get it out and read it again, but it literally had everything to do with Zeller mm-hmm. um, or, and the state hospital. and even though the st- hospitals were great there used to be a ton I mean from like Julian Gales, that's what I'm saying
0: why are they concentrating on Zeller when they were all over the state
1: well it, I think it was just more about him you know in the whole history of the 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 state hospital he had in Um I'll have to have you read the book it's really good but the thing is, is one of those states of those asylums were so inhumane that I think even coming back, there weren't people to keep Zeller's of the State Hospital open by the mid 60s It just dropped off immensely because a lot of the people that were put in there were really more the people who had, say, like depression, PTSD, which could be um, treated with Medicaid need hospital now we need more mental health centers 100 you know when the peoria hospital's full your only options are yes to go to chicago build it when you a, a kid or a teenager taking it's them still, away from like it just it's, it's even still- those
0: other hospitals only have 20 rooms so I mean, you think yeah, Chicago yeah. area, how how are you going to get the, in there with the the population? Oh, yeah. And Champagne yeah, pretty big, too. Our, yep. Uh, and I, so, I'm sure there's. I didn't know about the one in yeah. Springfield, but Champagne has one, too. And actually, the Champagne. It may, maybe maybe have,
1: the Champagne. I know it's south.
0: Yeah. Champagne. Yeah. Champagne's the other one that um, we had to go to when period was full so
1: yeah it's you know all of those cities are just so that yeah there there should be mental health facilities for all ages i'd say it'd be nice to have something no more than a 30 mile radius from any point because it's so important these days and if we're going to focus on anything in the future from say just even now it's, from the end of this podcast on it's fun hell um, getting the help for those who need it I mean you just you know it's oh it's just it's such a need and the fact that hardly anything is it blows my mind if you've got a hospital in your city you should have a med- office either within that hospital or as a branch off because, because why not if I, you just, our,
0: I mean our town used two years ago they they had the whole fourth floor
1: now that half that hospital is closed there's it's no baby even
0: con, well, it's not even considered a hospital anymore it's, yeah, it's actually like there's no baby floor there no, because yeah. it's considered now, um, just like the OSF Center, so it, it's that's it's not considered a hospital anymore.
1: Yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, our ER actually have they a, did add a great one, reputation.
0: Yeah, which they completely changed everybody that works there, and and it's not even like it's more of a prompt care. Of the emergency room is they don't do yes. they don't do any kind of surgeries or anything like that they don't have surgeries they can they can do stitches yes. or something like that they don't they don't set breaks you you they'll wrap them and you got to go to a specialist
1: that's crazy now I know when Ella one of the many times she just her knee <laughs> <laughs> we were able to go and I don't even know if they it wasn't even like, and where that diagnostic center is on the front part uh, across from the fountain and we were having an MRI done on her knee there which kind of surprised me I figured it was going to have to you know, be How and long they ago were actually able that? to do that a year ago this November
0: so that was right about the time that Unity Point was taken over Peacons it was right yeah, that about that sense. point
1: Yeah, just, you know, for a city of our size, between that and the fact that we literally have, like, I think we have, like, one OBGYN in this town. And you wonder why many people... Do we have two now? Okay. It just... It makes you wonder, like, how... How people are even able to even drive or get out of like how are people getting access to just the basic of care and you know with when we were trying to get you know ella in to see a counselor it, it was unfortunate the person was seeing beforehand for her b-phobia that um she was like 27 she was she passed so ella had like a really hard struggle with that because it's like you know the she was used to it all of a sudden, she's gone, but it, it took over a month. Yeah, it took over a month of Speaking of that, and I'm like, it's just it, it's crazy. Just a
0: minute, you're breaking up. Oh, okay. But I'm looking something up for you because I meant to tell you about it just in case. Okay. Um, if Ella has some stuff during off hours or in between mm-hmm. long appointments or whatever, um, you can call Better Me. Better That's Me. It's called Better Me. Now. Better Me. Okay. Uh, you can actually install the app Better Me and oh.
1: Because you know she's fourteen, and she'd rather probably deal with an
0: app. <laughs> and and what they do is, well, they they'll do a Zoom call, but it's twenty four seven. Okay, okay. Um, let me see what it costs, or if it does. Typically, a year's worth of access to the Better Me app costs 240 or you can pay $20 a month.
1: So $240 a year for a month. You know, so that's you, not bad considering. Do 20... a
0: membership and then they have 24-7 service.
1: Oh, okay. And when you they're... consider Go ahead.
0: Well, what I was going to say was they've got um, it's a behavioral health care app. And, but it's holistic. So they don't, they don't give out medications.
1: huh? Mm -hmm. That's kind of up our alley. I mean, obviously we're, she's on medication because she needs it. But to get that kind of help in addition, I feel it's just even more beneficial.
0: Yeah. So I just wanted you to know that that's out there in case in between times.
1: Okay. Um, That's good to know. We use the Headspace app, but that's Everybody more for, needs. like, the calming when you have an anxiety, as opposed to just needing to talk to somebody because they have the breathing and they have, you know, the SOS where you need, um, if you need something, like, right away, you know, you can do that. So... um. Did you know that there's, (laughs)
0: oh my gosh, they are coming up with a name for everything, making it into a disorder, okay? And I'm going to do a podcast all on my own about seasonal disorders. Oh, yeah. But seasonal can be, it doesn't have to be like winter, fall, spring, summer. Those are seasons. Mm -hmm. But seasonal could be. Like right now, Steve and I are going through the emptiness syndrome. Yeah, that's that's seasonal. That's a seasonal thing.
1: Yeah,
0: you know, mm-hmm. um, I get lot,
1: super bad winter,
0: which I can't believe because you like winter. But yes, um, and oh, so, no,
1: I fall. I love fall. I could do without. Like I'll take snow on Christmas, but at. at like 70 degrees in fall. <laughs> okay, so listen to this.
0: I think we can all agree maintaining healthy habits is hard work. Between social calendars, stressful jobs, and not getting enough sleep, which is the number one thing that's causing a lot of problems is not getting enough sleep or the right kind of sleep now.
1: Ellis um, sleeps miserable. She doesn't sleep well at all.
0: And and that could be stress too. Is she, have you tried to have her like listen to any podcasts that are like that one that's calm or Sleep Cove? Sleep Cove uh, amazing.
1: No. We, I mean, we do the headspace because they have the sleep stories. This isn't but... a sleep
0: story though. This actually talks you through deep breathing from your head mm-hmm. to your neck to your shoulders. And then goes all the way. Before they get well on me, but before before they get to my knees, I'm out. And it's a restful okay, okay. sleep. So it's re- it's relaxation um, and meditation. But every once in a while he has a special one that could be for um getting over a tough day. It's still okay. meditation and breathing and stuff, but it's called sleep cove and have to look at it he's got this amazing voice it's it's weird like nobody else but anyway getting back to this it says add in the back that nearly 10 million americans suffer from a form of winter depression now called seasonal affected affective disorder
1: yes called (laughs) sad i saw uh i saw an ad for that like last year And I was like, I didn't even realize that it had been a thing, but it makes sense because it's dark. Because they make everything into a thing. Yeah. Yeah. And like there's well at our city there's not much to do. And you're like our pool closed what, like weekend after school started or something. But you know, that's just because like the lifeguards go back to college and whatnot, and there's just not enough to keep it it's mid-August.
0: Because before the, the pool closed during the week only of the, when the, the pool closed during the week only when school started until, but they were open on the weekends until Labor Day. And then Labor Day weekend yeah. was the last weekend they were open. Did they not do that this oh, year? I'm
1: not crazy. No, I even last year, I think the last couple, well, you know, we had COVID in there, but I'm closing like mid August mid to end of not even that like the third week of august you know and they're only like 12 to 5 so you never really like i don't know it just seems weird but like you know so some are on the equation there's not much to do around our area <laughs> so you
0: well get see. and and i think that's all over so i wasn't sure if that was because of lack of employees or or whatever. I was. think
1: that's what it is. I, actually you know the lifeguards are college students and
0: okay, but like our college students around here started like August 22nd, 23rd. That would have been around the same time. Your kids did, right?
1: I think our it was like 17th or 18th, I think.
0: Okay, I think so that. see they, they still would have
1: yeah. But that I don't know.
0: that wouldn't be able to cover the weekends, but now. All the years that I was going, when Ryan was growing up, the lifeguards were high school age, not college.
1: It, it may be, it may be high school age. I mean, all I know is that a lot they're like out of the lifeguard school. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, but you're right. yeah. There's a there's a symptom and a name for everything, and in this day and age, there's probably a pill for everything too.
0: Oh, uh, that's another podcast because I've learned a whole lot about a whole, whole bunch of medications. But
1: anyway, so okay. did
0: you have one more article to share with us before we end this one?
1: Uh, no, I did. Have the UNICEF earlier, which is just unicef.org, that's U N I C E F, um, and CDC. Uh, but I think probably by now, you know, everybody's familiar with the CDC website um, because I it was like on every covid commercial we've ever seen for the last like two and a half years but um
0: if you watch tv there's there's like a very very big percentage of people that watch regular tv anymore like yeah you can go to paramount and you can watch every daytime whatever nighttime show you want that would be on my new
1: Right, my new love is the friendly TV. What is it's it? It's F R N D L Y, friendly. It's an it's an app, and it's like six a month. But How I much? get to watch. I think it's like six ninety nine a month, for like your basic. Okay. But they have "I Dream a Genie." They have "Bewitched," and they have like Andy Griffith, all the stuff. And I think every now and then, <laughs> who I has those? i don't know like it's but it's live tv Just some i watching live tv i miss live tv you know like even with the commercials in there like nowadays you know i don't know there's something about rushing to the bathroom and grabbing your snacks and hauling your butt back to the couch it's exciting for me but no there was i i think i got it last year for our hallmark you know the number podcast mm-hmm. um because I think it was, like, cheaper than the Hallmark thing because I was paying this money for Hallmark's, all the stuff, and I they had all the Hallmark extra crap that I didn't want. Um, so I just needed the regular channel that had, you know, the the channels that had all the older shows on and that they were showing and whatnot. It has my American Pickers on there and, you know, all the stuff I just... You know, go, go, I think that's uh, about
0: where... the only thing I'm looking forward to in December is the Hallmark movies again that we can watch and discuss.
1: I did pull um, some of my Christmas pajamas from the basement today as mm-hmm. I was on the for thing to get warm with like I got warm and then I was fine for the rest of the day and then I was like sweating today <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is why you're in a sherpa and I'm like You know, it's kind of funny. I got my always forever t-shirt on. See, this is how we're discussing, you know, anxiety.
0: Look what (laughs) I had because I turned off the air and the heat. So it was really cold in here when I came in, but I'm, I'm comfortable.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, my husband, he's on a business trip and he, I, hard at times so usually he's the one who's either getting up and opening the windows if it's too hot in the house or closing well he's here so I had a couple of the windows open in the house last night and I woke up this morning didn't have the heat it was almost six in the in house I was like years. yeah so it's like 62 degrees and the poor dogs are cold with the touch Jennifer snuck in at some point during the night and she's cold <laughs> with the touch I was like I am failing here's the pair but everyone was sleeping Getting out of that bed, I was like, crap, I'm getting my, so I got my old granny plaid long jammies that are washed right now. Man, I'm going to throw those bad boys on. <laughs> haven't, all you, dry.
0: haven't you tried your kitch one yet?
1: Yes. <laughs> I sleep in it.
0: Does it keep you it warm? It
1: washed. Oh, uh, well, it does, but it's like Alex tried snuggling up against me out with me the other what is this and I said you keep your hands up and it's mine <laughs> but it's so nice comfy, and comfy I need to wash it so I had to get my gray ones out but my it was funny I can stand so when I did I crouched down to like the heels of like the balls of my feet and I look like a little tent <laughs>
0: <I> <laughs> know. But,
1: yeah my husband's like what are you doing he goes, you're so weird I'm like thank you
0: you know what <laughs> I taught, I know I felt funny when I put it on Instagram, but I talked to Kitch about it because I'm like it's huge, and they said yeah th- there's a reason for that, and that that is so that when you roll back and forth, you don't get caught up oh, yeah. in anything. It makes sense, yeah, it
1: is it's so comfy i I love it, so it's um, yeah, it's gonna get it needs washed, but yeah. I, Wherever my, my ankles were exposed, and I was like, Damn, it's cold. Know. <laughs> so, so, with that being said,
0: if anybody out there is listening, um, if, if you want to go to kitch, kitch, mykitch.com, there's a lot of different things you can buy off there. And my code for that, so you get 15% off, is Christy Collier 15, and you can put that in when you check out.
1: It's fantastic. Stephanie. that's a non paid ad yeah the pillowcase behind me even you know the husband's like i like this pillowcase and when i, I played a last order i had to get one for him and i was like well you're getting a pink one because it's got a match for the one now <laughs> and no, then i got I the stranger thing here. one I yeah yeah them. yep i got my strange one i got Skis over here somewhere oh yeah here Stranger thank mask. I mean, like, like it's good stuff.
0: Good stuff. Yeah, I ha- I had quite a few sales in that today. So, okay, That's well, awesome. let's end this. And I just want you to know that I'm really proud of you because, as awful as you felt when you were going to start this, you've done an amazing job. Yes. Um, thank you. It never ceases to amaze me that if you and I get together, you feel a little bit better.
1: Yeah. So, it, so it, sometimes I me. think it's
0: just, you know, it takes you out of everything else that's going on.
1: You know right. what I'm saying? Little, it's a distraction. Well, yeah, with my panic disorder, you know, with the husband being gone, you know, there is that level of stress and anxiety that comes out in it. It does Which make with it, all that
0: can bring your immune system down.
1: Yeah. And so, but he's he'll be back tomorrow night, provided Chicago gets him here to because that never works out in his favor ever. So, we'll see. He's supposed to be back nine ish so we'll see.
0: So. Well. You've done a good job. You're doing a good job. So we will talk next time and I guess it'll have to be a surprise to everybody what we're going to talk about. Ah. But we're glad to have you. you
1: back. Thank you. Happy to be back.
0: Okay. We'll talk to you soon. And that's another wrap. Thank you, all of my listeners, for listening to not just this podcast, but going back and listening to the beginning and all the way through. One of the ways that I suggest you do that, this is just what I do because there's a lot of people that I follow with their podcast. I'm a big person on supporting other podcasters. And Today, that seems like it's just more the popular thing to do than to sit and watch movies or, or whatever. There's so many things you can learn out there. So for me, I usually put one on. I go to Spotify and I choose one that's longer and I play it while I'm driving somewhere. So that's just a suggestion. I also would like to ask you, please, if you're done listening to this, if you'll rate us, which is up by that little star thing. And also, if you would hit that bell button up there, and that will notify you then every time we drop a new episode. Please share this as much as possible. These podcasts are to help other people To not only get hope, but also to maybe listen to some of the ways that these struggles were conquered, and maybe they can try them. Remember also that what is said in all these podcasts are just the individual's words. And I don't mean that in a minimal way at all, but if you need medical advice you need to get that if you need to seek help you need to get that thank you so much again and hopefully you'll come back and listen to us we love having you